Crossover Appeal is a show that will sometimes have spoilers, but the hosts promise not to be jerks about it. Also, from time to time, Walt and Annie may get small details about the things they discuss incorrect, and they would like you to know that every time it happens, it is done on purpose to spite you specifically. Enjoy the show! Everybody and welcome to Crossover Appeal. I'm Walt McGough. And I'm Annie Cardi. Hi, Annie. Hey, Walt. Annie, what do we do on Crossover Appeal? On Crossover Appeal, we take two fictional universes, mm-hmm. two pieces of media. Oh, yeah. And um, squish them right together. Just mush them up. Like um, just a couple of real squishy things. Like peanut butter and chocolate in a cup. Which is a thing you would eat on Halloween. Yeah. I mean, Annie, what do we do on Crossover Appeal on Halloween? On Halloween, we cross over spooky yeah, things. Yeah, we do exactly what you just said, Ooh. but it's scary. But not too scary. No, it's it's reasonable amounts of scary yeah. for cowardly people like us. Yay. It's like... You're, you're not scary. Oh, no, I'm a total scaredy cat. But you actively watch scary things. Very occasionally. Yeah. And only when they come with high critical acclaim. Yes. (laughs) And even then, like, I'll I'll never watch Hereditary. Oh, no. I I sure did read the Wikipedia summary. Oh, yeah. No, I will read the heck out of the Wikipedia page for Hereditary. And between that and the trailer, I will still not be able to sleep very well. And I've never seen the trailer, so there you go. Oh, well, hey, it's uh, it's pretty freaky. Yeah. That, the Babadook trailer, ruined never my life. Never seen that one. I could do a whole podcast on horror movie trailer <laughs> recommendations. Yep. Um, but I won't, because I would probably get very scared. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It would be like, oh, wow, that looks real scary. Exactly. I don't like it. Um, yeah, but I think... But today we are talking about some scary things. Yeah, some legit scares. Yeah. Some, some, some spooks and scares. Yeah, some potentially dated scares, but some... Why? I don't know. I feel like the omen. The omen feels like a period. I'm sorry, I gave it away again. I take it back. No, because I'm that spooky. What's scarier than knowing what we're talking about before you I'm tell the one people? Who gets to tell people? What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the omen and what we do in the shadows. Ooh, see, you still got to say the longer title I know, too. I so know, you, but maybe don't step on Annie's lines. No, but you still got to say like 90 percent of the things that we're talking about. No, you do. No. I'm sorry. Thank you. Let me. I don't step on your lines. Don't step on my lines. You don't. I would never step on your lines. Thank you. From now on. Thank you. Um, well, I'm certainly spooked out by <laughs> the etiquette of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you just keep this spooky train rolling and tell us a little bit about The Omen. Uh, so The Omen is a supernatural horror movie about what it's like to find out that your kid is the literal Antichrist. Hooray! Yay! Adventures in Parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was released in 1976 and garnered both critical and commercial success, even getting two Oscar nominations, including a win for Best Original Score. Oh, well, I did not know that. Yeah, it was, I think, Best Original Score and Best Song. Um, so, you know, definitely on the music side. Called um, Damien's Song. Yeah, it's like that football song thing. Isn't, football song? Isn't that there's like a blank song, like Ryan's song or Trevor's song or something, and it's about some kid who played football? Am I making <laughs> I think you might be. Rudy's song? Is it, is it the soundtrack to Rudy? No, it's, it's someone's Brian's song. Maybe. Brian's song. Oh, well, that's, yeah, maybe. That sounds a little fam- a little yeah, more a familiar than Steven's movie. song. <laughs> that classic film. <laughs> Steven's Kevin's song. song. Kevin. 
Oh, you're going to do okay too, Kevin. Uh, well, no, I've never seen Brian's song. Me either. So. I just know it's a movie about some football thing, and I well, think the kid dies or whatever. Oh, my gosh. Well, Damien's song is very different. It is. And much darker. It is. I assume I've never seen Well, that's Brian's true. Brian's song. song could be harrowing. I will only watch the trailer and read the Wikipedia <laughs> <Yeah>. page. <laughs> never seen that one. Um, so The Omen starred uh, Gregory Peck, who also portrayed another famous father as Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird. And things pretty much go about the same. It's the exact same movie. Yeah, I would say The Omen is like a slightly abstracted adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Feels really pretty just, safe. Oh, totally. Yeah. Same thing. Um, <laughs> the story follows diplomat Robert Thorne and his wife, Catherine. Um, when Catherine loses a son in childbirth, um, the hospital chaplain, Father Spiletto, I think that's his name. Yeah. The Sherbrooke. That sounds like a priest name. Um, He tells Robert that there's actually another baby whose mother died and who Robert could adopt in his biological child place, which is basically the setup for This Is Us. Yeah. So there you go. So, you know, and again, I think that worked out. (laughs) I would say This Is Us is an abstracted adaptation of The Omen. Yeah. And how The Omen is an abstracted adaptation of To Kill a Mind. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Keep this chain rolling. Yeah. This is, it's just layers on layers on layers. No, no, Gregory Peck, don't turn on that crock pot. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> bad dads. Oh, bad dads. <laughs> um, so Robert agrees to adopt this other kid, but he doesn't tell Catherine. Um, he just le- plays it off like this was our kid all along. That feels like the kind of thing you want to have a conversation well, about. Well, that sounds like a very, like, like pre like i feel like there are yeah, there's a lot that change in adoption thing. where it used to be like people didn't talk about it at all maybe this is why i and said then, the movie was dated yeah there you go that, that would definitely be spot i mean that, that is 100 percent accurate mm-hmm. in this way yeah i mean i'd hope that it doesn't happen this way anymore I'm, with my antichrist babies yeah, out right. in the world <laughs> exactly just running around not even knowing who no, they I are got no idea um so yeah they end up raising the boy damien as their own mm-hmm. Uh, flash forward a few years, and the Thorns are living in the UK, and uh, creepy things are starting to happen. Um, like at his birthday party, Damien's nanny literally hangs herself in front of everyone. Yeah, jumping off the house. Yeah, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, a new nanny shows up without the Thorns having called for one, and she's mm. just like, oh no, the agency saw it in the papers, and they sent me. Seems legit. Yeah, that's totally legit. Absolutely. That's how um, it works with nannies. Right? And I mean, Mary Poppins showed up that way, but uh, Mrs. Baylock is no Mary Poppins. That is very true. But, you uh, know, I could see there's a, there was a big nanny labor shortage at the time, so there were just a lot of out-of-work nannies the, on the streets. <laughs> yeah. You know, just trying to, for, you know, you, 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 just, get, you get one listing and hundreds of nannies show up pounding on your door. That's why you need to blow all of them away, like right. Mary Poppins. Exactly. Because Which actually there is that... Tra- trailer that was recut as oh, Mary yeah. Poppins scary as a Mary. horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's that great. Was, oh, yeah. So that's basically what Mrs. Baylock is. She's yeah. scary, Mary. She really is. I'm sure that like there was some kind of overlap there. Oh, 100%. Um, Damien is also starting to act creepy, like he's freaking out around churches and causing animals to freak out around him when oh, he goes no. to the zoo. Like the monkeys go bananas. <laughs> If you know oh, what I mean. <laughs> oh, evil bananas. Yeah. Plantains. Well, the, I, I mean, I like to think the monkeys are like, oh, my God, this kid is whack. We need to take oh, yeah. him out. That probably. Yeah. With their bananas. Exactly. Um, animals that aren't freaked out by Damien include a gang of Rottweilers who are literal mm. hellhounds. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah. But they're so noble. I know. Oh, no. I know. Oh, are you angry at the disparagement of Rottweilers? I am. We'll yeah. talk about that. Oh, man. Um, so 
Yeah, Damien's a real weirdo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine is kind of freaked out by Damien. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ends up getting like pushed off an upstairs railing by him. He's like yeah. riding around on his little It's like a rip off of the shining kind of shot where like they're following Although, him on the tricycle. Was it before? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, but think... it's the Oh yeah, it was before. Oh man. So Stanley Kubrick ripped yeah, off the omen. Totally did. There you go. Um Yeah, she's so, like up on a ladder on a balcony, yeah. which does not seem like a great idea. I know, right? Like, also don't they have people to change light bulbs for them? They're like in this they're huge super mansion. Rich. Yeah. yeah. Man. She and she's doing it like in heels. Yeah, there's a lot of mistakes being made. Yeah, right. Like so, basically, that wasn't even Damien's fault. No, I mean, basically, Catherine, you kind of asked <laughs> that, for that. That was a thing that like that could happen to anyone. Well, it's like you can't wave chicken in front of a dog's face and then be surprised when it snaps at you or something, or like when it tries to grab the chicken. Like you can't True. just wave a vulnerable mom in front of a Satan kid's face and then right. be surprised when he knocks also, her off the balcony. Like that reminds me of being a little kid and like I was in the bathtub and like you know you're splashing the water back and forth and mm-hmm. i noticed that there was i mean no one was i guess watching me mm-hmm. so i was like oh my gosh there's all this water on the floor right so i yelled for my mom Whoa. who came running in uh-huh. and i just remember i literally remember her slipping <laughs> banana peel style and falling <laughs> oh, on her butt no. and i was like oh man you almost zach brafter no, that was a... That's the, the dishwasher. Yeah. But I feel like I, I put all of those general household mishaps of <laughs> tripping moms into the Zach Braffing category. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a little different. Yeah. I think this was more like, oops, that oops. was probably not a good move. <laughs> you learned a valuable lesson. Yeah, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like that actually could have been the same thing for Damien in this situation where you could have been like, I'm riding my trike. I went to see my mom. I'm going to teach her a lesson. She fell. I do love that you were calling your mom in to rectify the water. Yeah, I was like, you need to fix this. (laughs) (laughs) And she did. Yeah. So uh, thanks, mom. Mm -hmm. Um, So other people are also starting to notice that Damien is creepy as heck, including um, a priest, Father Brennan, who tries to warn Robert about Damien's potential evil. Mm -hmm. Um, And Keith Jennings, a photographer who's noticed some weird stuff happens to his pictures when Damien's involved. Keith Jennings. Photographer, yeah, photojournalist. I'm here Keith to tell you Jennings. to kill your kid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't sound crazy nope, or anything. Not at all. Um, but Robert ends up listening to Keith. Um, oh, okay, so something works. Yeah, right. Um, I think it's like Father Brennan is like your kid is evil, and mm-hmm. Father Brennan like gets basically impaled by a crucifix, like a weather vane or something, or like oh yeah, the spire of the church. Yeah. Off. Um, yeah. and. I remember Cap, that effect Cap, being kind of cheesy. I mean, it worked for me. No, it's true. No, it all it all freaked me out. Like, oh, yeah. It terrified me when I caught this on TV yeah. as a kid. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think Keith was like, here are all these pictures I have. And like, there are all these sh- weird shadows around people who have died because of, mm. da- like, you know, the the first nanny had like something around her neck. Ah. The the father, Brian, was like, it's kind of cut in half. So like, mm-hmm. Keith, Keith is like, there are weird things that are keep happening to my pictures that like, and like Damien's winking in all of them, or like he looks really good even <laughs> yeah. when the lighting's bad. Everybody else's hair is real messed up, he and keeps, he's just like swoosh. He keeps making this duck face that like <laughs> yeah. nobody really knows. <laughs> he's just he's he's, he's doing it for the grams. Star. Yeah, he's hitting the grams real hard. Exactly, the Satan's grams. Oh man, <laughs> I am you singing Satan Graham? Ta-da. Ta-da. That's it. That's a good song though. That's it. If I if I were the clue singing messenger, that's where I would be shot. 
Oh, that's true. Oh, good callback. Yay. Um, so anyway, Robert and Keith go to Rome to investigate Damien's birth. And they find out that Damien's birth mother was actually a jackal. So I'm sorry, weird. what? Like a literal jackal. Huh. They like, they go to the, so they find the priest who originally gave mm. Damien to Robert. Right. And the priest is like, oh, um, thing, oh, things by the way, the up. room next door to yours just had a jackal in well, it. Well, no, I think it was like, <laughs> I think he was like secretly working on the Satanist side. Like, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, he's like Satan spy. Somebody's got to let that jackal into the hospital. Right. <laughs> well, the jackal was like, I am in labor. Right. It's like, excuse me, I need, I need some help. I really need some help here. Exactly. This my, hurts. It's 511. My contractions are, are need to go to the hospital. Hey, I need an epidural right now. Yeah. I'm a jackal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think so then they find him and he like admits that like things were weird. And you'd at think the time. that if he'd been this good at keeping the secret up to now, he could have like withstood, I think he like some he's questioning. like I mean there was a fire mm-hmm. and he was like at the end of his life so I think he was like he'd confessed that like to you know confession man that that's was... the super loophole he's like I'm still going to heaven now yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I helped a jackal give birth and yeah. then so they go to the cemetery and they dig mm-hmm. up the the corpse of where it's they're gonna find Damien's birth mother they're like oh my god it's a jackal mm-hmm. also with it this little baby whose head's been bashed in. Robert's real son. What? Who was straight up murdered. Oh my god! So they could swap in Damien. That's some dark, dark stuff. Yeah, right? Also, did the Undertaker just bury the jackal? He was like, yeah, okay, cool. Whatever. I mean, it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> so the jackal is what is a bird from the Flintstones now? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a living. <laughs> that's how it, how it happens. That's, that's really how it goes. I mean, that can't be the weirdest thing that guy has buried. That's true. When you're part of, like, the secret Satan hospital. Yeah, I mean, you've probably seen some stuff. Because, right. like, this wasn't the first jackal to give no, birth in your, his, in your hospital. Not. They mm. tried a few times, I'm sure. Also, why did they have to kill the jackal? Were you, they like, th- it well, knows too much. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we got to well, shut this jackal up before I... it goes to the cops. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this jackal's wearing a wire. <laughs> So this is the crossover between the Omen and Zootopia. Yep. Well, that with, little bunny's going to be on yeah, the case. But then with the Departed thrown in as well. Oh, I, like, I think that the jackal has been like trained his whole life to go undercover with yeah. the Satanist cult. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. And then he just gets shot right in the end. It's true. It's real sad. Yeah. Oh, Martin Scorsese presents <laughs> the Omen-topia. Yes. <laughs> That's right up for you next, Marty. We did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I, I don't even remember what I was talking about. They were digging up some corpses. So they're digging up some corpses. Oh, yes. Um, their son didn't actually die. Um, Damien replaced him so he could, like, take a position of power. Sure. Because um, well, who has more power than a diplomat? Well, it's Tell like, then you get into, like, government. And they're, like, real rich. They're, like, yeah. real old money. Privilege. Hashtag yeah. white privilege. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's Satan's way. It's true. Um, Send that kid to Georgetown Prep. Oh, man. Too real. <laughs> yeah. Um, Robert and Keith then go to Israel to learn about more about the Jamie and the Antichrist, including how to identify him, which is, of course, a 666 birthmark. Of course. Um, but at least, like, it's in a little circle pattern. Yeah, it's not, it's like, not just like, numbers. yeah, you're not just like serial number. Like, they got some branding done on yeah. it. Yeah, it was it was stylized. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's like on his head. So, like, how did they not see it when he was a baby? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he was a he was a fuzzy baby. True, or like maybe 
it grew like it grew in or maybe Maybe like he just went down the street to the tattoo parlor he was so cool he's He's so into it he's like he's a little six-year-old who's smoking it's like my nanny died i'm dark yeah (laughs) um and then he didn't he you know what he paid the tattoo artist an exposure oh no because he's the antichrist and you're gonna die of exposure Oh, it's true. You are going to die of exposure <laughs> yeah. if you cross Damien. And because, I don't know, you'll probably get like and locked out of your house when it's real cold or something. Yeah, right. He's twisted. Yeah. Um, and they also learn about how to kill Damien, which mm. is with seven like magic daggers. Of course. Catholic Church is big Why on not? just having the, like has all these magical weapons just sitting around just in case. Yeah, right. It's like, like we're big on the, the pageantry of yeah, it. Yeah, it's like if it's this prophecy, you want this mace over here but if it's this prophecy you're gonna need to use a trowel i'm really sorry (laughs) it's a very garden based (laughs) (laughs) um so robert is weirded out by the idea of having to murder his own child i mean that makes legit um but then keith is beheaded in a way that like you know suggests that a big glass truck it's a big yeah and like he saw a picture of himself where Mm. like his head was was shadowed Um, stop taking pictures kid i know right somebody yeah kid keith kid 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 keith keith the kid Yep. I'm Keith the Kid. I got rid of my last name. <laughs> this makes me sound cooler. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm awesome now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Catherine ends up getting pushed out a hospital window by Mrs. Baylock. Oh, yeah. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. So Robert's really on the clock now when it comes to killing Damien. He's also under a lot of stress at this point. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, you know, he's he's been through some stuff at this moment. You'd yeah. be a little more susceptible to somebody telling you you have to stab your kid with seven magical daggers. Yeah, right. Um. And so back home, Robert finds the 666 birthmark and knows that it's like, okay, I need to kill Damien. Mm-hmm. He's evil. Um, he fights the Rottweiler gang and Mrs. Baylock. <laughs> the local motorcycle concern. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. We're the Rottweiler gang. Roo, roo. Ruff, ruff. Bark, Arf. bark. <laughs> um, and he manages to get Damien into a church to stab him with all the magic daggers. But the police catch him before he finishes. And the movie ends with the funerals of Robert and Catherine with Damien smiling. Bum, bum, bum. So. Yeah, he gets like one dagger away, right? Yeah, it's like, and he's like raising the last dagger and then shots ring out. Yeah, which means like and, a six-year-old survives six dagger stab wounds. Well, because he's not a normal six-year-old. That's true. He's got some help. And that was the thing. It's like, Nothing you need to, do. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to kill him with these magic daggers. Yeah, but you can't. Sorry, buddy. Nope, you failed. Mm-hmm. Um, so for characters, we have uh, Robert Thorne, diplomat and not exactly father of the year. Uh, Catherine Thorne, Robert's wife and who is freaked out by her freaky kid. Pretty rightfully. Yeah, accurate. Uh, Damien, an actual demon child. Is there a name creepier than Damien for like a kid? Like if you name oh, a kid yeah. Damien, you're kind of getting what you asked right? for. Right? And like I knew a Damien in elementary school. Oh, Wow. And he was he was a real jerk. Well, there you go. Yeah, right. Man, well, and then like I mean, I guess Archibald. Really? Yeah, maybe that feels a little more evil. I don't know. But oh. then you have, but then you can Ooh. call them Archie. Yeah, and right. That takes I've it never, all away. I have never heard Archibald and thought like that's a scary name. Really? Yeah. I that's... have only heard of it as like nerdy name. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I'm trying to. Think. I really do think it is like the scariest. It. I mean, it's it basically demon. demon. It's yeah. demon. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I can't even think of anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's your yeah, own fault. It's the big one. Uh, Mrs. Baylock, Damien's devoted nanny and follower of Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith Jennings, photographer who gets a weigh-in over his head. Huh? 
Huh? I don't understand. Get it? I, I His don't, head. I don't understand. He, oh, it's all, uh, I don't want to spoil it again. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Double spoilers. Double, um, Father Brennan doing his best exorcist impression mm-hmm. as he tries to battle a demon child. <laughs> Father Spoleto, the priest and secret Satanist who originally connected Damien with the thorns. Um, and the hellhound pack of Rottweilers who really deserve better than being aligned with the creepiest kid ever. Yeah, they didn't ask for that. No. Um, and I, well, I guess maybe Rottweilers and Dobermans were like the the pit bulls of the 70s and 80s. Yeah, they're like the scary security dogs. Yeah, but like they're so pretty and noble and it's, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're just doing what they were taught. It's true. It's not the dog. It's the owner. It really is. And if the owner is Satan probably not going to be a great dog no um but it's not their fault and satan I, does not use positivity really training ho- no not, no positive reinforcement here mm-hmm. um i really hope that all the dogs on the set got to um have fun and get <laughs> Play treats. around between takes yeah like i would really hope that if you were like the damien kid mm-hmm. that you were just like i get to snuggle with a bunch of rottweilers oh, yeah you're probably just sleeping on a pile of dogs right and you're just like okay we're gonna we're gonna wait until our shot is ready yay Woohoo! great uh, job guys let's go let's go play everybody yep Mm-hmm. Um, some themes. Um, good versus evil, obviously, is a big one here because it's a movie literally about the Antichrist. Yeah, that seems pretty big. Yeah, that's solid. Um, evil is the winner at the end. So it's true, surprise, surprise. Alert. There is a whole trilogy, though. Yeah, right. Or like, at least I don't even remember how many there are. I think there's three. It it is the most anticlimactic series ending ever, though. I don't know what happens. It's like I, I mean, Damien becomes president, and then like <laughs> everything is like it's Sam Neill actually is Damien. Oh, good job, Sam Neill. Um, I know, right? And then, uh, and then, like, he kills everybody who's in his way, and then somebody's gonna try to kill him at a church again, and they fail, and he's about to take over the world, and then Jesus shows up and he dies. Just, just by, on principle. Essentially, yeah. I think it's like he literally, like, he like gets stigmata all of a sudden and then dies. So, Aww. like. I mean, it's, it was just sort of Deus coming the whole Machina, way. Deus Ex Machina, am I Seriously, right? Seriously, it was exactly that. It was. Wow. It's very Greek. Yes. Um, yeah, but they're pretty terrible. There's also, uh, there's a scene, I think, either in that one or the second one, where one of his enemies gets killed by a pack of hunting beagles. <gasps> That's uh, actually a very funny scene. Um, because it's to hard to make beagles look demonic. I know, they're so <laughs> like, cute. They're trying really hard to be scary, and it's not working for them. <laughs> bork, 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 bork. We're very scary. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. If you're funny. a bunny. Oh, I mean, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they are terrors. You know what? There's no way that the bunnies in our yard are scared of Bodo. No, that's <laughs> they true. They know that they're faster. Yeah, they know they're safe. Um. Oh, more themes. Um. Evil doesn't look how you think it will necessarily. Mm. Um. Sometimes evil looks like a little kid, and I think that I w- they wanted to say, oh, like you, you know, he looks like a normal little kid. Does he? But he doesn't. He doesn't look like a normal kid. Yeah, they really evil him up. Yeah, it like he's got that bowl cut, and like he his face is weird. Like, like a pea coat. I don't know. Was it the seventies or something? Maybe, maybe but all kids just looked evil in the seventies. Maybe, 70s. like. Yeah. I don't know, but he sure didn't look like a normal trustworthy kid to he, me. He looked like a Veruca Salt kind of kid. Like, yeah. like this is a kid who is not going to turn out great right? even if he wasn't safe. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I'm he's probably a normal person now. No, but like he they really steered into it. Too. Oh, they really did. They work very hard to make Damien Damien evil. Yeah. Um and I know there's the there was the remake 
with yeah. Lee Schreiber and Julia Stiles. In like 2006. Was yeah. it Julia Stiles? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And wow. Like, Poor Julia Stiles. I think they did the same kind of thing where they just cast a real creepy kid. Yeah. I would kind of love it if they did a reboot for, with like a really adorable, sweet looking child. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh my gosh, how are these people trying to kill their totally normal, adorable child? Yeah. But it's like, no, that's the actual Antichrist. I mean, you'd have to like do like total tone swings. So like, because you're, you've got to be framing it and shooting it yeah. in a really unsinister way. And then all of a sudden he's like knocking his mom off a balcony. Yeah, right. But yeah. I think that would be better. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they grow up to be Sam Neill, everybody's well, favorite. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, also, Reason Kids is scary, and you don't mm-hmm. know who, exactly who they are or who they're going to become. Yeah. They could be Satan. Bum, bum, bum. Well, I guess only Make if sure. you're like, if you take a rando baby. Yeah, rando from, babies have a higher potential percentage. And like, not even like, oh, we adopted a child, but like, no. we got a rando baby from a creepy From a priest. scary priest. Who yeah. did not give us background information. Right. This there was, was not no through a legitimate agency. No. Yeah. Also, um, you should just shave your baby immediately and make sure they don't have any weird birthmarks. Yeah, right. There you go. And don't let your babies get tattoos. <laughs> don't let your babies grow up to be <laughs> Satan's. No. <laughs> um, things I like and think other people like. Um, it's a scary movie without too much gore. Like, you know, people get beheaded and stabbed and stuff. But it's not a big blood and guts movie. Yeah. And I think um, Gregory Peck signed up because he liked that it was more psychological thriller mm. than like. Yeah, it's like very in the spirit of like paranoia thrillers in the 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah, where it's just very like, oh, no, very things mood, are just weird. Moody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very unsettling. Oh, 100%. Um, it's got that classic biblical creepy factor with the biggest of all evils, like right out there, mm-hmm. ready to rise. So that's that's fun. Um, and it's a Gregory Peck movie. Gregory Peck was awesome. Yeah, he kind of brings it. He really does. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I remember correctly, he was also like a real okay person. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I think he was just a nice dude. Yeah. Yeah. He like kept in touch with Scout her whole yeah. life. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think he was like, I want to say he was more liberal. Mm-hmm. I think he was, but I'm not positive. I know, right? Maybe I'll look that up. Yeah. Um, just so we don't, we, <laughs> we don't accidentally recommend like head of the NRA, Gregory I know, Peck or something. Right? Um, politics. Um, but yeah, he seemed like a very nice guy. He gave lovely performances and I feel like oh, no, he, he, I mean, he signed a letter deploring the um, House Un-American Activities Committee investigation oh, of alleged communists. Great. He's a so lifelong Democrat. He was an okay guy. Um, yeah. Like, and I feel like he, he, yeah, he really like, this is a very different character from Atticus. Oh, 100%. But he also ac- occupies both. Which is really yeah, nice. Yeah, and um, he's also in Roman Holiday, which is adorable. Oh, yeah, he is great in Roman Holiday. Yeah, Man, right? Gregory Peck was he's, the best. He's a gem. Him and Jimmy Stewart. I hope they're hanging out somewhere. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's Let's talk about and... delightful people hanging out. Yeah, some we? of our, our uh, TV movie friends. Yeah, our favorite friends. Um, let's talk about what we do in the shadows. I feel like we're on a real run, run of episodes where the assumed topics are flipped. Where like one yeah. of the, we're each talking about the thing that I would think looking at the title, the other one would be talking yeah, about. Yeah, that is really true. Yeah, it's just we're we're having a flip them up. I think either one. I think they're they've all been things where we could both talk about either one. Yeah, where we both love both. Yeah. So let's talk about what we do in the shadows. Yeah. One of my new favorite things. 
um, new as of a few months ago. Uh, so it is a 2014 mockumentary uh, from New Zealander Fancy Lad and candidate for a person it would hurt most to find out was a jerk, yeah. Taika Waititi. Uh, it starts. It stars all kind of delightful people, and it's something that you should all go out and watch immediately, um, preferably on Halloween because it's a very fun Halloween watch. Yeah, if you don't want to be spooked. And like I, for a long time, I thought the title was very serious, and I thought it was going to be like more oh. like Let the Right One In. Yeah. And so when I saw it, I was like, No, this is just funny. Yeah, it's just a delight. Um, the movie revolves around a group of vampires living as flatmates in modern-day New Zealand and encompasses all of the expected vampiric archetypes. Um, there's the hedonistic Gary Oldman in Bram Stoker's Dracula-style Vladislav to the young rebel of the group, Deacon, who's only 183. And, of course, there is the Nosferatu-style Peter, who lives in the basement and is the definition of, like, old-school vampire. Um, all of these... Disparate flatmates are kept in check, sort of, by their uptight and self-proclaimed leader of the flat, Viago, who is played by Taika Waititi and will just be your favorite person ever. He's delightful. Like, the first scene of the movie is just him waking up, and he, like, looks, checks out the window to see if it's nighttime, and then smiles, and it's the most adorable thing in the world. Oh, like, yeah. Taika Waititi smiling in fangs is the cutest thing ever. And I think... If I remember correctly from the trivia that he based the character like on his grandmother and that's like, I believe so the the mannerisms, which I just love. It comes out perfectly. Um, So this group of vampires uh, shows their documentary crew a slice of their never ending lives, uh, which includes going out on the town, luring victims back to their homes to feed and preparing for an upcoming big masquerade ball for witches, warlocks, vampires and zombies, which is like their annual event of supernatural fun and is held in like a VFW post. Oh, yeah, I Uh, love it. It's just so great. Um, During the course of the story, the group adopts a new member, Nick, who rubs up against their traditional ways, but also brings them a brand new human friend named Stu, who is just a delight and will even rival Taika Waititi for control of your heart in this movie. Uh, And there's also a pack of werewolves that pops up throughout the movie, um, and they're delightful. They're just trying to be the best they can. They are. Um, and It's like a men's support group for werewolves. Yeah. And And it has the greatest line in all of cinema. It really does. We'll get Uh, to that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, uh, that's really the the loose structure of the movie. It basically follows Nick coming into the group, messing things up, and then finding a way to reconcile with everybody. Um, But it's really there for the characters and the improv of the scenes. Um, So we four characters have Vladislav. He is the sexual monstrosity hedonist of the house, played by Jermaine Clement of the Flight of the Concords fame. Uh, There's Deacon, the aforementioned young rebel. Uh, His idea of being young and rebellious as a vampire mostly boils down to giving the finger and trying to hump a lot of stuff that shouldn't be humped. I mean, that's that's what you do when you're a vampire, I guess. Absolutely. Um, There's Viago, uh, the uptight one, who again is just like the most adorablest and is Taika Waititi's grandmother. Um, There's Peter, the patriarch of sorts. He's the vampire who turned most of the vampires in the house. And he's responsible for some of the best sight gags in the entire film when he just like pops up out of nowhere. Um, He's just great. Uh, There is Nick, the new guy who causes lots of trouble. Uh, And there is his friend Stu, a human computer analyst who is played by a friend of the filmmakers named Stu, who is a computer analyst. 
and according to the trivia at least had no idea that he was going to feature so prominently in the film until the opening night of the movie. Yeah. I think like, and I think they just they liked his presence yeah. and, and they were like we're we're just going to go with this. Yeah, and I can totally see why cuz he's just like delightful and they're all being so zany and wacky yeah. and Stu's just like a normal nice guy. Yeah, and I love that they all end up loving Stu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they all just commit to not turning him or like eating him yeah. and they just love him and he introduces them to the modern world and things like YouTube where they watch a sunrise on YouTube and it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's so great. Uh, and then there are other ancillary characters like Jackie. Um, she is a woman who Deacon has taken as his familiar by promising to make her a vampire, but he keeps refusing to. Um, and she uh, like has a husband and kids and this is just like she moonlights as the familiar of this vampire, um, but everybody in the house makes her clean up after them and she's not happy about it. No. And then there's Catherine, the love of Viago's life, who is now a very old woman leaving, living in a senior citizen's Aww. home. Uh, and so he has a sort of uh, infatuation with her. There's Pauline, Vladislav's ex-girlfriend, uh, who he prefers to as the beast throughout the movie Yay. Uh, and there is some drama to be had there and then of course there is Anton the leader of the local werewolf pack who's trying really hard to keep them all under control and is played by Riss Darby which I totally forgot about and um, who is that? he's a movie man he's Mr. Um, movie man yeah he's a Mr. movie man uh, he oh man I was all excited and then I totally forgot who he was so I'm really sticking the dismount on this That's one. That's okay. Um, um, he he does a great job. Yeah, though. he really does. Oh, he was another Flight of the Conquerors fella. Oh, okay. Um, and he's been in a bunch of uh, he does a bunch of voice acting and he's been in a bunch of comedy movies and oh, stuff. Oh, okay. And I think he's a he's a New Zealand fella, um, and he's great. And uh, and yeah, he reminds all of the werewolves that they are werewolves, not swearwolves. Yay! And it's the best. It's the greatest line in all of cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just lovely. Um, themes and fun stuff. Uh, big one is teamwork makes the dream work, especially if you follow the chore wheel in your home. Yeah, right. Uh, That's real important. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've never related to someone quite so much as Viago. Oh yeah. Where I'm like, yes, it is important to do your chores. Absolutely, order we, matters. Yeah, and we've all got to to live together. And maybe we can all have fun together and not be um, complete snake holes. Exactly. Don't be snake holes and clean the house. Yeah. Um, Also, the big theme of the movie, I think, is even undead monstrosities need personal lives. And the mundanity of immortality is hilarious. I think the movie has a lot of fun with, like, what it would mean to live forever and be of previous times and then, like, just not interface at all with the world outside except in very sad ways, um, which is very funny. And I think kind of going along with that, like the the patheticness mm-hmm. of... Yeah, the underplaying. Yeah, of like this very like intense subculture but like they go to clubs yeah, and like but like really crappy clubs right it's just like, like like as if they're you know a bunch of random roommates yeah living in this random city and like, they like and they bring people home but like viago like lays newspaper out before he bites the woman yeah. that he's brought so, home and so he's so awkward gonna... about it yeah like yeah it's really just like it has so much fun undercutting all the mystique of vampirism yeah uh, and then um, there's a little bit in the movie, I feel like, about what it's like to live under the radar of normal society. Like, this is very much a fringe subculture that they're part of, and all of the other monsters as well. And there's a real sense that, like, 
this is the secret world that's happening underneath the real world. The movie yeah. doesn't steer into it too hard because they're also so normal. Um, but they are apparently making a television series yeah. about the police force in this city. So I think they'll probably do way more of that kind of thing in that. Yeah. Of like the unseen world of, uh, of vampiric nightlife. Um, so yeah, it's just a super lovely, fun, and like big-hearted movie. I think. Yeah. It, even the stuff that feels like it's building towards being mean um, doesn't. Like I feel like oh, well, a lot of the stuff with Pauline and with yeah. the Beast and like a lot of the things where you keep expecting it to cut the characters off at the knees, and then it usually takes a very compassionate turn. Yeah. Um. And I feel like Stu is a real center for that, mm-hmm. where you think like, oh my God, they're gonna eat this poor guy. Yeah. That's awful. But they get everyone loves him. Yeah. He's and- just the best. Yeah, and mm. I think he he ends up kind of being the bridge between the vampires and the werewolves. Yeah, he like makes peace with all the characters. Yeah. And it's really just like it's great. It's a very feel good movie that is also uproariously funny. Like yeah. this is a movie that I watch a lot of clips of online. Just like if I need to pick me up during the day, oh totally, I'll pull up the scenes with the werewolves or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just it, a bunch of goobers. Just a bunch of goobers who you love to hang out with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's put those goobers in conflict with Satan himself. How yes. about that? Um, um, thematic crossovers. Um, the the secret life of evil, I guess. Like yeah. this, you know, this real like darkness lurking under mm-hmm. the surface. Yeah, and the idea of like normalcy clashing with supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're actually seeing the same dichotomy from two different sides. Right. I mean, like, it's a it's a drama versus a comedy. Yeah, but it's like Gregory Peck comes into contact with these forces that are lying underneath all of his life. Yeah. Whereas what we do in the shadows is people who are underneath everyday life coming into conflict with everyday life. Yeah. Like, so it's that. Yeah. They're sort of they're two sides of the same coin. Indeed. Hmm. Um. They're they're like a tragedy mask and a comedy mask. Exactly. Right. Right in there. Just hanging for up your, right next um, to each other. For your awful baby tattoo. Oh man. Yeah. Give your baby a tattoo of Taika Waititi. I think is the lesson wow. here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> make sure it's a bad one. You asked for it. Or else he'll be Satan. I don't know where I'm going with this. No. Nope. Just, but I'm happy about it. Yeah. So <laughs> like, like a stick figure with just like, like Taika Waititi <laughs> as like I the think, title. I think the Taika Waititi like pompadour, like his hair sort of fushes up, uh-huh. and then little fangs under the the stick yeah. figure's mouth. Okay. And then maybe a cape. Yeah. And that's all you need. And then that's have true. that stick figure like directing Thor Ragnarok or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to think that the stick figure is has like a little stick figure camera, mm-hmm. but then it's like a very detailed Thor oh, Ragnarok yeah. a, image. An incredibly well rendered <laughs> uh, like scene from Thor Ragnarok yep. of like Thor and the Hulk fighting. Yeah. On a baby. On a baby. Yeah, you can fit all that on a baby. Right. And the best part is as the baby grows, so does your canvas. Wow. I know. That's gonna get actually real distorted. It's yeah. like when you get when you get a tattoo and then you're old and wrinkly. Mm-hmm. Then it's like except you get to go through all the phases with yeah, this tattoo. Right. <laughs> you get to really really see it as a tattoo was meant to be exactly. seen, stretched and then compressed <laughs> yep. over the course it's, of decades. It's like the universe itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We're this just is big a real... banging this <laughs> tattoo. This is a real study in entropy. This yep. tattooed baby. Yep. <laughs> We're gonna get on BuzzFeed for sure. Oh, totally. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that, I mean, that seems like a clear thematic yeah, crossover Yeah, oh, totally. Here. Um, yeah, how about, uh, how does it happen? Um, so, I am gonna say, you know, maybe the, the, you know, the omen is set in London, but mm-hmm. like, why couldn't the, the thorns have been sent to New Zealand? Exactly. 
so yeah and i'm thinking maybe um okay so like one of the things that we do the shadows is you have like uh jackie who's the the familiar they have these sort of hangers on yeah. who come after them or who sort of stick around them yeah and maybe like they're at the masquerade ball and one of those hangers on is the evil priest from the omen oh yeah and he's like oh my god you guys i'm working on this great new project yeah and it's gonna and my like, single, uh-huh. my, hey, listen to my mixtape it's all about satan and they're yeah, like yeah right. whatever this guy comes every year and i like to think like the satanists are like the weirdos of the group because they're like they're like you have no real powers Mm -hmm. you're just a bunch of crazy cultists yeah you're so used to discounting these people where it's like no like tone it down everybody right trying to drink my punch here and punch is blood well the punch is blood of course but i mean you know it tastes good yeah right it's got a festive orange slice floating in it Ooh, yeah that's that's pleasant it is right you know, yeah. I, I know how to throw a party. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that like they're so used to the Satanists just coming around and being annoying. And then like they realize that this this evil priest has actually like, managed to yeah. do something. Like, yeah, there's the scene where the vampire hunter breaks into the house in, yeah. um, in What We Do in the Shadows and kills Peter. Like yeah. maybe like some Satanists pop up. Uh, or like, or no, or the, or the photographer, Keith Jennings breaks into their house because oh, he yeah. thinks he's trying to do more research. Oh, totally. Maybe that's a thing. Like, so he, I mean, he pays the bills by like taking pictures at ambassador's birthday parties for the yeah. society pages. Um, but his real goal is to like be a supernatural to, photographer. Yeah, he's to, like, I want to document lo- the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, he's a cryptozoologist. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I need to find all of this. I'm gonna, stuff. I'm gonna prove that vampires exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then, well, do you think he he ends up at the um, the the big party? Oh, the dark masquerade. The dark masquerade. I don't know. I I think that like maybe I think they see the evil priest at the at the dark masquerade uh-huh. and they're still like ignoring him. Uh-huh. But then, like, some more stuff starts happening around their house because maybe, like, maybe Keith is following the priest. And so he takes a picture of them together and then he notices that, like, they don't show up on the film. Yeah. You know, and so, like, they so he starts investigating them. And then in intersecting with him, like, they run into Gregory Peck. Yeah. And and I think they're all, like, really weirded out by the, by Damien. Like, oh yeah, they're like this so kid is weird. real freaky. Did you see his haircut? He's so hideous and gross. He and can ugly. only be the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So the real question is, do they try to stop it, or are they trying to to help it along? Mm-hmm. Like, are yeah. they like? See, I wonder if it's like the um, was the season two finale of Buffy, mm-hmm. where. You know, Angel is trying to bring about basically the end of the world. Sure, like you do. Like you do. And Spike, Man, they got to that in season two. It's every season. They were season. not wasting time. No, every season okay. there's like an apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and then Spike is like, I, it offers to like help Buffy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's weird considering you've been trying to like murder people all yeah. the time. And he's like, see, I actually love people because, and I love the world because it's like, Every, people are just walking around being like happy meals with legs yeah like why would i get rid of that that's fair so may, or maybe like maybe if they hadn't been around damien would have conquered the world by like age seven yeah right they're and, actually getting in his way yeah, they're trying to they're help but they are the, super hindering oh things. totally they're behind the scenes like tripping over the rottweiler yeah they like set fire to the church accidentally that yeah. kills the evil priest yeah. they like 
bury a jackal in the in the grave or something like i think yeah they're just like they're like keystone copsing it in the background yeah. as all of these satanists are trying to bring about apocalypse yeah and they're like no we're helping yeah <laughs> they they find the magic daggers in their house because they find like viago finally convinces deacon to clean yeah just turn up these magic daggers which then fall into the hands I of gregory it. peck yeah so yeah i think they're like earnestly trying to help bring about the Satan, like Satan's uprising. Yeah. And they're just messing it all up. Yes. I love that. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern version of the omen. Yeah, exactly. And like maybe by the end, like, so it all goes wrong. Damien, Damien gets super mad at them. And like, I think maybe at the end of the movie of the omen, they like decide that they're going to thwart him, but just because he's a jerk. They're like, this kid's mean. (laughs) It's like, hey, yeah, Satan's really, yeah. Satan's really not nice. And it's like, you, you're just a little, little jerk right there. Yeah. I don't want to follow you. Exactly. I don't want Who you to Who are know. you to tell me what to do? Yeah. I'm, I'm a 157 years old. I mean, we're going to mess you up, buddy. Yeah. So yeah, I think they like, so then from then on, they start fighting the powers of darkness, but only because they're really annoyed by Damien and they yeah. just think he's a jerk. Yeah. And they're like, whatever, <laughs> we'll just make a new one. Yeah. We'll get a we'll better just, Antichrist. We'll get a better jackal. <laughs> they keep like bringing kids in to be better Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, I love that. And the kids are just like, what? What? I don't understand. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And like, maybe they like, they, uh, oh, oh go ahead. Um, so I'm thinking because obviously the Rottweilers are my favorite oh, part yeah. of the omen. Um, maybe they get the werewolves to yeah. befriend the Rot- the Rottweilers. Absolutely. And the Rottweilers actually realize that they don't like this job either. No. And yeah, they, they want to be good the boys. They're like, we are good boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the werewolves get to them on that wave. Yeah. And so the werewolves and the hellhounds are running together. Aww, all as really good great. boys. Yeah. Um, where does Stu fit into all of this? Because I could see it going a lot of different ways. Yeah. Like one is that like Stu is unfortunate collateral damage, which oh, I, do, no. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm just going through our options. Yeah. Uh, Stu is secretly evil. <gasps> I know. No. Okay. So it's a big third act twist, though. No. So that is incorrect. <laughs> um, I see it as maybe um, Stu is working for Robert Thorne, like he's like the data ana- analyst uh-huh. um, for whatever of the diplomats diplomatic office, do. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Um. And he ends up, maybe he's the one who gets the hellhounds on the werewolf side. Yeah. So he, like, he's at the, he's at the the diplomat house Mm -hmm. and he sees these dogs and the dogs are, again, like, usually real intimidating, but they can smell werewolf on him. And they're like, oh, you're, you're one of us. He's the pack leader. And, but then, um, Stu is like, oh, you've been getting some real, like, bad training. Like, we, here's some positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a treat. Oh, you're a good boy. Here's your scritches. Just to balance it out, because I, I think a charming part of Stu is his obliviousness as yeah. well. Uh, I do think he is the one who calls the cops on the thorn on Thorn at the end. Of oh things. yeah, because, but it's like a well, noise complaint. It's but no, like, but that's the thing because like I think in the movie it's like the cops only notice him because he's like speeding and driving erratically. Yeah. So I bet Stu would be like, Oh my god, I saw a car driving down the street. Yeah, this he guy's was, gonna kill everybody. He's gonna kill somebody. Yeah. That it's just like he he gets the cops called, so yeah. he he inadvertently brings about the Antichrist. Yeah. But that's Stu. You can't be right? mad at him. No. He's Stu. He was trying to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think Stu is the one who who brings the hellhounds over to the werewolves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That's the the benefit. Yeah. I think. Uh, Aw. Oh, buddy. Um, I think Peter is total friends. I mean, if we're moving into best yeah. buddies, total friends with Evil Priest. Like, yeah. Peter's oh, yeah. been working. Like, they've Peter's been, a like, true believer. They've been, like, fist pumping or yeah. fist bumping forever. Fist pumping. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just, uh, this in the air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. 
uh, Peter knew the the jackal. Yep, <laughs> the original jackal. <laughs> he did. The original jackal was like his buddy. Yep. Um. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think so. That's definitely best buddies. Um. I don't know. I'm trying to think who Gregory Peck would get along with in this cast. Um. I feel like. I mean, he'd be nice to Stu. He would be. He would be nice to Stu. Mm-hmm. Um. That might be yeah, it. Yeah, that's real tough. I think like they don't interact much with Gregory Peck. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, maybe I think Deacon and 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 Keith is it Keith yeah, Jennings? Keith I Jennings. keep wanting to say Ken Jennings because that's, he's the, the Jeopardy guy. Yeah. <laughs> same person. Basically the same person. Uh, but yeah, I think like Deacon and Keith hang out and are like, we're well, how old is Deacon? Oh, he's, he's the young. He's the young vampire. But he's, so he's not, like 180. Yeah. Okay. But he's not like so. You know, he's not like a normal age. No. Oh God, no, no. But he looks like he's like thirty. Um. So what if? I mean, I'm I'm rewriting this a little. But what All if right. instead of Nick, it's Keith? Um. Nick is the the guy who's the newest vampire who messes things up for everybody. Oh, they turn Keith into a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And but then again, like Keith maybe rebels. Yeah. And does or I guess we could still have Nick and maybe Keith is another new vampire who rebels yeah. and he's like, I I'm not gonna be a new vampire. Yeah. And I, maybe like he and Nick get along like more than they should. Yeah. And then like they, they foment each other's rebellion. Yeah. And then yeah, like like maybe so Keith gets beheaded, but mm. then just comes right back to life. Well no, because you behead a vampire. That's well, how he no, can you put a stake through their heart. Well that's one of the it's like but then you, you gotta stuff on- the mouth with garlic. No, There's but a you, whole process after you behead them. Well, it depends. <laughs> it's true. I it's mean, true. on Buffy, you could behead them or light them on fire or stab oh. them with the stake. In Bram Stoker, you have to be, do basically all of it. Oh, my God. What are you, what are you a, making? A Thanksgiving dinner? It's very labor-intensive to garlic? kill a vampire in Bram Stoker's oh. But there's less vampires because they didn't need cannon fodder for, like, mid-season. Yeah, right. You know? you um, didn't, they didn't need to have you a fight you scene need to, Yeah, you don't need to have a fight scene, mm-hmm. like, once before the opening credits and exactly. then, like, partway through the episode. And, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I sort of like the idea that, like, all of, the, all of the Omen characters think that Keith is dead, but he's actually Yay. just, like, back at the house hanging out. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe Viago has to stitch his head back on. Oh, that'd be real nice. Yeah, that's a cute little character yeah. interaction moment. And then maybe, you know, Keith is like, oh, wow, these guys aren't, you know, he, he'd committed his life to, like, mm-hmm. finding out the secrets of the underworld. Yeah. And then he's like, the underworld's actually not so bad. Yeah. It's, like, there, pretty okay. There's some good people here. Yeah. Even um, when they made my pasta into worms. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Aww. Um, so, yeah, I think Keith and Nick, but then Keith and Viago become yep. friends. Um, yeah. Are there any kiss your faces? Um, I mean, there are. Really? Um, yeah, I'm like, even though they're all adults, I'm like, there's not anyone who's like, it, neither of them are like real romancy things. Yeah, and Catherine has a rough time of it. She really does. Um, yeah. And like, and everybody, I just want everybody to hate Damien. Yeah, which is everybody accurate. hates Damien. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I think um, there's Mrs. Baylock. Oh, yeah. Is a big Damien oh, fan. Oh, she and Vlada's love would totally hit it off. Oh, totally. I think they're maybe, hooking up. For I think sure. actually. So let's say that's how. I mean, Gregory Peck, um, Robert fights Mrs. Baylock in the movie. Mm-hmm. But let's say that like Mrs. Baylock and Vladislav are like hooking up in another room, and she's like, she doesn't even know. They don't even know. They don't even. And know she's this. like, oh no, they're, they're, <laughs> they had one job. <laughs> they're supposed she she and Vladislav are both supposed to be keeping watch over things, yeah. and she and Vladislav hook up, and so yes. that results in in her missing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, just all the hookups between those two. I love it. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I think like 
that feels like a pretty thorough crossover. Oh, totally. Like everybody crosses over pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe um, Jackie and Catherine would be best buddies. Oh, yeah. They could get along. Because they're, they're having a real rough go of it. Yeah, they don't get treated great. No. Maybe, and maybe Jackie, um, just so everybody turns up happy, uh, Jackie turns Catherine into a vampire before oh, yeah. she dies. Oh, there you and go. So, and so she falls out of the hospital, but then she's like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Exactly. And then she's inducted into Jackie's order, which is great because at the end of the movie, Jackie's a vampire and her husband is a familiar and like, yeah. all of this great stuff. So I think Jackie starts a whole new house then, of vampires. I like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's and they dance around to like sisters are doing it for themselves. Yeah. And... Or that line in the coconut song from Practical Magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another, all they do. Another great Halloween movie. It is a very good Halloween movie, I gotta say. Um, so yeah, I think that's good. Everybody's vampires and they all hate Damien. Yeah. <laughs> Who still somehow wins. Yeah, he still wins. But then I like oh. that like the future films are actually about them thwarting him. Yeah. But trying to thwart him in hilarious and terrible ways. Exactly. I would watch the heck out of that TV yeah, series. right? I feel like we've actually just pitched a pilot for a, for a TV series <laughs> for a I wacky really want to watch. Yeah, right? Just yeah. wacky vampires trying to take down the Antichrist. Absolutely. Beca- but well, because they don't like him. Just because he's yeah. a jerk. Yeah, and not they're like, we don't want to follow you. Yeah. You're not in charge. It's true. You can't tell me what to do. Who died and left you in charge? <laughs> Gregory Peck! Aww. Oh, man. Yeah, he's really the only one who doesn't make it out of this movie as a vampire or a werewolf or somehow alive. Which I think feels right. Yeah, you know. You're only going to get Gregory Peck for one film. Oh, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, that contract is not affordable. No. Um, So yeah, I think this feels really good and very spooky. Yeah, like appropriately spooky, but not too spooky. And all the dogs end up happy. Yay, much like a werewolf bar mitzvah, it is both spooky and scary. Yes. Mm -hmm. Boys becoming men, men becoming becoming the Antichrist. There it is. I love it. Um, So yeah, but Annie, if people want to go a little further down the spooky road, uh, what kind of things omen-wise can they find? Um, so here's some actual creepy movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and these all feature creepy kids. Um, so, of course, we have The Exorcist, which was the major supernatural demon horror movie from the 70s. Um, I think it like it really sparked stuff like The Omen. Absolutely. Um, and I still can't watch this. Um, no shame. Yeah, it's real scary. Um, Rosemary's Baby, which actually came out before The Exorcist and is basically The Omen from Catherine's point of view. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, Children of the Corn, about a religious, murderous cult of children. Yeah. Village of the Damned, about a group of psychotic demon children who are all born under mysterious circumstances. I watched the remake of this at a slumber party in like sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. It's terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. The trailer of this one freaked me out. And the poster and the VHS cover. Yeah. Movie, freaky, but also not good. Yeah. It's that, it's that horror. It's like, like when I watched Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses for some reason. And I remember. It's like you're mad at how scared it makes I, you. It's such a bad movie. And it was so good at making me feel terrible. And I was furious at it well, because I was like, I know I'm not going to sleep for the next week. Oh, yeah. And I hate this movie. I feel like those kind of movies are like, you know, um, those like, like those tearjerker movies in the same yeah. way. It's like the different genre version of like. I don't want to have feelings about you. It's just because like you're not good. Yeah, and like I like I'm mad at it for trying to like manipulate me in that way. Yeah, even if it works. Yeah, because like a movie like like the, the horror movies that I enjoy and that I will watch are like roller coaster horror, like yeah. Drag Me to Hell or It Follows, like movies that are like yeah. very that are scary, but also are as much about like 
the thrill ride of it. Yeah. Whereas like just straight up sadism in horror oh, yeah. movies are just like I, I get so mad at them because they work. They yeah. make me miserable. Yeah. But I cannot take them. And I think I'm more interested in horror in at least the Wikipedia summaries of uh-huh. horror movies for things that like that feel like they're using horror to tell an emotional story mm-hmm. where it's like they're it's almost like the mask laid on like this is what humans deal with right but like we're te- we're using this genre as a way to explore these emotions absolutely that's those are the good ones yeah not village of the damned no i don't know about the original but the the remake was sure not great <laughs> um the shining which features some creepy kids and also some real bad dad behavior yeah, very bad dad uh, the Bad Seed, which is about a murderous child who is not supernatural, just a total sociopath. Oh, she's a mess. She's a total mess. Mm-hmm. Um, another mess. Um, these are from more recent <laughs> years. Um, Orphan, about a family who adopts a girl who's really not what she appears to I be. I forgot about Orphan. I know, right? I feel like that's another one that, like, I saw the trailer and it, like, creeped me out for total unknown reasons. It's just disquieting. Yeah. And then it has, again, for Wikipedia, the greatest worst twist of the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, but that little girl sure did a great job being mm-hmm. creepy oh yeah um, The Babadook which is apparently about grief and parenthood and creepiness and I'll never know because I'll never see it another trailer that ruined my life yep uh, Hereditary also about grief and parenthood and creepiness and I will never watch it ruined my life for this year yep. it was like this year's model yeah oh exactly um, The Ring featuring the creepiest girl to ever crawl out of a TV screen mm-hmm. and I feel like actually the, the Omen and The Ring have a similar sensibility in terms of like it's a lot of like creepy unsettling stuff yeah and it's like the the unstoppable nature of evil yeah where like it's about characters trying very hard and failing despite like almost and, succeeding but not yeah and like the sympathy for this character who is actual evil and yeah. like how it's like no right. you it's should like not you feel sympathy like for you it. can't trust your instincts on yeah this. yeah um and um, for a sympathetic evil character, um, let the right one in about oh, yeah. the cutest vampire ever to completely straight up murder people. Mm-hmm. That one's on my list, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and Good Omens by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Palette cleanser. Which is basically the comic take of the omen and what would happen if the Antichrist got switched to the wrong family at birth. Yeah, it's like, like a, it's like the Oscar Wilde does the omen. Like, yeah. Like kind of like baby switching plots and just. Like, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because I was like so confused. Well, yeah, because I was like, I guess I wouldn't think of Oscar Wilde as doing mm. like this kind of wacky humor. Yeah, that might be a little out of his purview, although he did Dorian Gray. He was interested in like sci fi fantasy. Oh, true. But it but it's not like wacky humor. Yeah, that's true. Whereas the, the Good Omens is real wacky. Yeah. And like which it's, is delightful. It and is it's great. And it's Terry Pratchett. So mm-hmm. you're going to laugh out loud. Yeah. Um, and they're making the mini, is it a miniseries? I believe or is it is a miniseries with David Tennant. Yeah, everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so get excited for that. And I feel like Good Omens is is basically the tone of what we want our TV show to be yeah. about. I um, think essentially, yeah, yeah. It's like it's behind the scenes. It's like the real workaday ins and outs of the Antichrist. Of, yeah, of good versus evil. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think we can we can probably get the same production team. Yeah, right? I like and if it. um if David Tennant wants to be a vampire, he can be hey, a vampire. I won't stop him, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, I might have a few questions, but I won't stop him. What would your questions be? Um, will you be my friend? Yep. 
and can we be friends forever? Yep. <laughs> and uh, what would you say your favorite part about being my friend is? Okay, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, put him on the spot. Yeah, you know, I think he's, but you know, I feel like he'd, I feel like he'd have an answer. He would. <laughs> he would be like, the way you're always asking me questions. There it is. It would make me feel, and it would make me feel great. Yep. And then I would ask my next six questions. Yeah. Um, but first, I will talk about some recommendations for what we do in the shadows. Um, for vampire fun of all kinds, um, what we or uh, let the right one in is on Yay. there. Um, my one of my favorite modern takes on a vampire story. Um, for one of my favorite not modern takes on a vampire story, how about Nosferatu, uh, the silent movie? It is available on YouTube. It is like really fun it has some very creepy stuff in it it is all it also has some really really hilarious things in it i did a watch a few years ago where i just compulsively made a bunch of gifts of scenes because they're hilarious they look so goofy and i yeah. feel like i mean peter is nosferatu mm-hmm. yeah he ex- he is exactly count orlock yeah. from nosferatu um, but it is actually one of the closest film adaptations of bram stoker's dracula um to the actual book oh. um yeah uh hey you know what's not Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Roman Polanski movie from the 90s. Oh, my God. It is a hot garbage fire mess. I'm not actually recommending it. I mostly just wanted to talk about how much I dislike it. And also, I think that's perfect here because that, like, the the Gary Oldman Dracula is what... Jermaine Clement is playing. Yeah, Yeah. and and that's perfect because it's like that's what it is. And when you actually look at it for what it is, it's hilarious. It's hilarious and ridiculous and just terrible. Um, it's such a bad movie. I really, I'm baffled by why by why people like Bram Stoker's Dracula. If you do, well, I, I let think me know. People like it in an ironic way. I don't know though. I think some people. I think a lot of people didn't when it came out. And yeah. then I but think the it, '90s were a weird time. Yeah, it's just it is so campy in all the wrong ways. I hate it. Um, if you like it. Like legit, write write in and tell me why. <laughs> because I <laughs> Try remember, and make your case. I also watched it right after I had read the book, which is one of my favorite books, and it's so it's such a bad adaptation that it made me extra True. mad. It may be and much better as a standalone bonkers movie. Um, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's real. Like it very much commits to its own like sense of schlock. Yeah. And where it's like... I just can't get... I just... Oh. It's not even... It doesn't seem like it's having fun with itself about it. Yeah. It's just kind of like we're over the top and bonkers. It's going for like Grand Guignol. I feel like... the charm. It's it's basically what you have when you have Phantom of the Opera, but then don't have any of the fun or the music. Yeah. Where if you film... And you have Keanu Reeves trying to do a British accent. Oh, but Keanu Reeves I like Keanu Reeves a lot. Keanu Reeves is not Harker. (laughs) I'm sorry. It is the man himself. Um, Anyway, moving on. uh, Some other less terrible vampire things. Um, 30 Days of Night is a, I think, a movie that does vampire camp and schlock actually pretty well. Um, It has a great ridiculous Ben Foster performance in it and a really killer concept. It is an Alaskan town that gets attacked by vampires because they're in the long oh, night. There you go. So it's really like, it's a fun concept. It's based on a graphic novel and it's a, it's a fun movie. Um, Fright night from the eighties, another sort of like slightly scary, but mostly just kind of funny take on I'm a teenager and I get turned into a vampire. There is the lost boys. I feel like every, Teenage girl's favorite vampire movie. Until Twilight. Until Twilight. Mm. Um, so I have yeah. never seen Lost Boys, actually. It's Kiefer Sutherland's pretty hot. 
yeah. from what I understand. Um, I mean, Buffy, then it was not a movie, but... Oh, yeah, we can um, recommend Buffy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because yeah. actually, that is a lot of funny. Yeah, and actually, actually the, Buffy would be a good crossover or a good um, a good tonal match for what we do in the shadows. Yeah. And, like, I think even more so the Buffy movie, actually, because that is mm. more camp. Yeah. Like, it's not, it is not a good movie. No, now. it's not. Yeah. I think watch the TV series more. Oh, I mean... The, because the TV series Hashtag your fave is problematic. Yes. But... I like Buffy was a formative part of my teen experience, yeah. so I it will is, always love it. It is the epitome of what Joss Whedon does well. Yeah, and while like also you know having a lot of Joss Whedon's problems in it. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. But like I still love that you know that cast, the idea. Like, yeah, there's a lot of fun writing in it. Oh yeah, everybody's um, great. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I think that I would actually love to see. The Buffy team and the, what we do in the Shadows team. They would all get along yeah. very well. Um, and then a movie that I actually have not seen yet but have been really wanting to. It came out, I believe, either last year or the year before. Uh, a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. It is an Iranian film, uh, a vampire movie. It's shot in black and white. All of the stills I've seen from it look gorgeous. It is apparently really, really good. Uh, and I really want to see it. So I'll let you know when I do. Um, hey, uh, why not read the book Dracula? It's really great. Uh, and one of my favorite books, like I said. Uh, and then for more Halloween fun times, uh, Cabin in the Woods, um, Drew Goddard wrote, uh, co-wrote it with Joss Whedon and directed it. It's really, really good. I think it does a similar job to what we do in the shadows of like deconstructing horror mythology and having fun with that. Um, Shaun of the Dead by the um, Edgar Wright film, also just delightful. I embarrassed myself in the theater that we were watching it in because I was laughing so hard. Um, I don't and- think so. Well, I felt embarrassed. Why? It was, people were laughing. Yeah, I was laughing a lot. Um, And then uh, a movie that I find really charming, uh, even while it is not like the greatest movie in the world, but it has Alan Tudyk in it, is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, It's about like two redneck guys who accidentally stumble upon a bunch of um, like horny college kids in the woods and get mistaken for psycho killers in a slasher movie as all of the kids begin like accidentally killing themselves in elaborate ways. Uh, and it's just like, it's a very delightful movie sort of about a slasher woods setup movie told from the killer's point of view, but they're not actually killers. Aww. They're just like these nice dudes trying to help these kids. Um, and then uh, more Taika Waititi, uh, Thor Ragnarok and Hunt for, Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, also, I've heard Boy is amazing and I haven't watched it yet, yeah. but I think that's his feelsiest movie. Oh no. So look out for that. More feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then final recommendation, if you can find them, um, Bruce Colville's short story anthologies book of dot 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 um they were like books that came out when I was a little kid and they were just collections of short stories by all sorts of different writers including Bruce Colville but he would like pull old Richard Matheson stories in and they were done in collections based on theme the two that I would most recommend are book of monsters and book of nightmares and they are so delightful and great as a kid they were my introduction to like monsters and horror and they i think he as a anthology editor does a really nice job of balancing very funny stories with very very creepy stories and um they don't always end great for the kids involved but oh they wow are, not know. like um the goosebumps books for... exactly they are no they are no goosebumps books um they're i would say they're they're basically a cross between goosebumps and scary stories to tell in the dark Oh, man, those are um, creepy. Where, like, some of the stories will be super fun and funny and irreverent, and some of them will be, like, straight-up horror. Uh, and they're all really great. So 
book of Bruce Colville's book of monsters and Bruce Colville's book of nightmares are the two that I would say most feel uh, what we do in the shadows eat to me. Nice. So yeah. Um, hey, I like this pilot that we're going to pitch and yeah, make a million too. dollars off of. Oh, obviously. I'm feeling HBO, maybe. Or, uh, or I, I feel that's like... That's a little edgy. Yeah. I think uh, maybe the CW. Ooh, yeah, that's true. They Very have charming. The, they have that Riverdale on Oh, now. they do, the sexy Archie. Yeah, they sure mm. do love... Um, Things and they're doing are, uh, Sabrina now too. Are they doing Sabrina or is Sabrina That's on Netflix. Netflix? That's true. That's on Netflix yeah. with uh, with Kiernan Shipka, which I'm real excited about. Yeah, that looks really good. Actually, I'm just going to go ahead and recommend that for Halloween. Yeah, right. Because it comes out this week, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Aww. Um. So yeah. Hey everybody. Uh, those are some things. And if you want to tell us why you like. Bram Stoker's Dracula, or why you don't like Bram Stoker's Dracula, you can... Well, no, first let's tell them where to find more information Well, on us. if you want to tell us about Dracula, you can email us yes. at at gmail.com. Thank you for saving me. But if you want to look at our other content first... It's true. Maybe get make... a feel for what we're about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can check out crossoverrepealpodcast.tumblr.com. Yep. Uh, you can um, share your favorite Taika Waititi stories on Aww. our Facebook page at Crossover Appeal podcast um and you can tweet about um swearwolves yeah, and versus werewolves versus werewolves on twitter at crossover appeal mm-hmm. um and you know what you can just share dog gifts because i'm going to say dogs. that's very related to it's this episode very on brand um, and hey, if you want more things that are related to dog gifts and kids who nobody likes, uh, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and be yeah. sure to rate it and tell us how much you love dogs and yeah. not loving kids. <laughs> yeah, or you love dogs and not like that kid. Yeah, that kid specifically. That kid is is some real trash. <laughs> that kid can go snakes himself. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, what? What's with his creepy smile? Yeah, hey, get a haircut. What, what but are like you doing? a good haircut. What are you doing, you weirdo? Yeah, come on. Wearing your plaid pants. Never gonna make any friends this way, Damien. Yeah, being a, a jerk to monkeys Change or something. Change your name. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, he really is like Harry Potter. Is for he? the first portion of that movie? Yeah, he freaks animals out at the zoo. Well, no, he um, doesn't. I mean, Harry Potter doesn't freak animals out. Yeah, that's Harry true. Potter helps the animals. <laughs> Specifically, one a snake. A big snake. Harry Potter freaks the people out at the from zoo. A, from a certain point of view, I'm just saying. No, I no, mean. No, you, you refuse to end the, to end the yeah. podcast on that note. Yeah, I really do. Harry Potter is better than Damien. Harry Potter is 900% better than Damien. Damien deserves to be bullied. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's a little meanie. That's true. He's the Antichrist. He's the Antichrist. Yeah, okay. If you see the Antichrist, you can bully him. You have yeah, our permission. Right? So Be a vampire. Bully the Antichrist. <laughs> Please make a bumper sticker with that. Yes. Um. So yeah, spend your next two weeks looking for kids you think might be the Antichrist oh, and making their lives miserable. <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> and then we'll, uh, we'll catch up back to you in uh, oh, two more weeks with my... another delightful, innocuous crossover. <laughs> yep, just a total normal crossover. Full of good ideas on how to be a person in the world. <laughs> yep, just walk around. Just... Just frowning at kids, telling them that their haircuts are weird. It's going to be great. Uh, but yeah, uh, in the meantime, um, before we get arrested. You know what? You can tell what those creepy kids look like. <laughs> see, you're coming around to my way of thinking. That's true, because I was like, okay, if I'm walking home and I see kids on the sidewalk, they look like normal kids. Right. If I saw Damien on the sidewalk, I would be like, that kid looks like he's the some stink guy for sure. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that little girl. Thank God.
You got stink eye from a little girl? When I said the S word. Oh, yeah. No, Andy swore in front of a kid in Salem. (laughs) And she was not happy about it. I didn't even see her. I also got told that a show I wrote was disappointing by a little kid with a mouthful of cotton candy in Salem. So apparently kids in Salem are just kind of hostile. Right? (laughs) Well, everybody, find a kid to make fun of. (laughs) And while you do, we'll be back in two weeks. This has been Crossover Appeal. I'm Walt McGough. And I'm Annie Cardi. And we are reminding you to, as always, please ship responsibly. Please ship responsibly.